This is Kanzenshu, the podcast, episode 417 for the week of December 11th, 2016. What's up? Welcome back to Collins and Shu. The podcast. An extension of the all-encompassing Dragon Ball fansite. Con Zen Shu. That's right. We cover anything and everything Dragon Ball in hopes of enlightening and a little bit of entertaining. It's the two head honchos here. We're in charge. About time. Heath, the guy that sometimes goes by Hujio. We all just call him Heath. We're all, like I say, we're all friends. How you doing, man? I'm good. You haven't been on the podcast in a long time. Yeah, I've been hella busy. I understand what that's like. It's been fun, though. I've been watching from afar. I know. Every once in a while, I'd be like, I see what you're doing over there. And yep. oh, I updated a page today. I'm like, well, you know, as long as the super episode pages, a little widget on the homepage keeps updating. I know the Heath is alive out there somewhere. Right. I don't know when I find time to do it. I just run downstairs and do it really fast. Hey, as long as it gets done, right. you know, it might take two or three days till I get to it. It happens. Got to get caught up on just the regular episode pages now. Oh, I know. I see you going back <laughs> and checking. Yeah. There's like, a boatload of them. Yeah. Technically, I just have not put the summary in, so they're just sitting there. <laughs> Before Super, weren't you trying to go back to GT and get those all done, too? Yeah, and some Kai stuff, and yeah, we'll just not talk about that. There's a lot of stuff to still work on. That is Heath. I am Mike, sometimes Vegito EX, but all the times, Mike. It's the two of us in this episode, and what we're doing, what is on tap this episode, we're gonna do kind of like a, a bunch of little mini topics that are news stories that are also themselves topics, because sometimes news can be a topic, and news is topical and we will talk about the news in the topics and some of them are hilarious topics (laughs) they are pretty hilarious yeah so it's a little bit of a catch-up right now uh again as we head toward yet another series of holidays coming up uh we're catching up on what we can and putting some other stuff on the back burner to get to where we need to be uh other cool stuff is coming but we'll talk about that at the end of the episode i don't want to beat around them bushes anymore so let's just get right on into the news topics the nopics Heath, let's start with the, man, I kind of don't want to really consider this news, but it is. Had to post about it. And that's Dragon Ball Fusions here in America. The European version, we did get a release date, a formal release date coming February 17th. We had been hearing about this and I wanted to be very careful with how I was going to report on it. So I made sure I played extensively into the American version uh, in addition to what I had already done the Japanese version. Yes, swords have been replaced by, let's call them sticks. Maybe they're bamboo swords if you want kind of skirt around the issue a little bit. I don't know how much I really want to get into this because I I didn't get too personal in the news post, but uh, a lot of people have been asking on Twitter and I tried to be very clear on Twitter as I was talking about this. Um, I care, but I don't really care. It's so, so, so incredibly stupid. And it's kind of the only thing like this in the game that I'm finding it very difficult to be angry about it. It's more just like, holy shit, what, really? And then you just keep playing because the game is actually fun and I'm enjoying everything else. And the translation is uh, sloppy in some places, mainly with regard to the trivia. Uh, but overall, like, uh, all right, that sure was dumb. It just stands out as something that, okay, I can see that you're going to do that if that's the route you want to take. But then all the other things that you didn't do, but you don't want swords, that seems really odd. 
because <laughs> there are guns and explosions and all sorts of other things in the game. Yeah. Uh, mild cursing here and there. So it just seems like a very strange double standard. And uh, we asked Bandai Namco multiple times, followed up with them multiple times. We received a response that, all right, we're looking into it. We'll get back to you. Still looking into it. We'll get back to you. And at this point, you know, we just didn't have a quote and I'm not going to wait any longer. I'm going to run this news story and didn't seem to prompt any kind of further response. So kind of is what it is. My pet theory is that they made one visual version for the international release, the larger international release. There was probably some territory, some country, some rating board somewhere that had a problem specifically with swords. And they said, well, to save ourselves some development and testing time, we're just going to make one version of graphical changes. And that's just going to be the version we send out there. And because America got it first, so to speak here outside Japan. Uh, we kind of noticed it first, but it was probably more than likely meant for someone else to be seen this way. I don't know. I still just find it comical just seeing characters run around with sticks hitting people. Like, that just seems so, I want to say childish, but it's really it funny because it's in a, a child's Dragon Ball video game. And, well, that's the thing. Like, this is definitely a younger skewed game, but because it's Dragon Ball and it's got some mild cursing for Dragon Ball and fantasy violence, it gets a teen rating here, mm -hmm. which is the same as Xenoverse. So, man, it's weird. It's definitely a story that's kind of a story, but not really a story. And you don't want to pay too much attention to it because you don't want to overhype it or validate it too much as a story. So, and it it definitely doesn't distract from the game. The game is still very good. Right, so. right, right. So don't let it annoy you too much. All right, so we're going to leave that behind. If and when we get a quote from Bandai Namco, more specifically addressing it, you know, we'll talk about it and we'll note it and we'll put an update in the story. But until then, it is what it is. You heard us talk about the game all the time here on the show. Just go enjoy the game. Let's move on to more hilarious stuff. Uh, Heath, Funimation had a couple of announcements here over the last couple of weeks yes, that involves, oh my God, Bukai. <laughs> but also, uh, we already knew that they had licensed Dragon Ball Super, but they announced their dub. Uh, incidentally, both are coming to Toonami in January. Let's talk about Dragon Ball Z Kai, the final chapters to start here, because it's been a long time since this debuted in Japan. I feel like we have to put this in context again, because Dragon Ball Kai in its final incarnation in Japan, the Boo arc, is different from what is being sent out internationally as Dragon Ball Z Kai, the final chapters. How do you want to break this down? Well, first I'm trying to decide, am I actually going to watch this? <laughs> I know. Like, we barely watched the Japanese version. Yeah. So. But for comparison reasons, I feel like I really need to, but I really don't want to. No, it's such a pain. So, uh, yeah. So the international version is essentially eight episodes longer than the Japanese version, or cut, so to speak. They shortened it up to try to fit it in nicely as they could on Japanese television. And uh, after, gosh, I can't remember how long it goes, the shortened version of the that aired in Japan, it was the beginning of the series, which was actually much more condensed yeah, than yeah. we found out. And then it starts to sync up somewhere around, I want to say like episode 10 or 11, somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. And uh, it starts to pretty much just match verbatim. There's never really been a good solid reason of why they did this but i think a lot of it may have just come down to budget and they just said why are we editing two different versions this is costing us so much more money 
let's just do one. And that's what ended up happening, especially after they saw it was not doing very well in Japan, you know, after the first two months. And from everything that we have heard in the past, the series itself was essentially created for the international market. And it just so happened that they decided, well, we have it. Let's go ahead and put it on TV in Japan. And they essentially started editing it to try to shorten it up. And then I think they finally realized this is a big waste of time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's just run it as is. And then it started showing up, I think, in like Taiwan and Mm -hmm. Hong Kong. And that's when everyone really started to notice, oh, these these are two completely different versions with different theme songs and different credits. And it was just it was a really interesting, fun time. And we all of our heads simultaneously exploded with just what the hell are you doing, Toei? I want to talk about the episode count real quick, and then we'll move on to all those other differences. So in Japan, it ran from April 2014 to June 2015. I already used this phrase. My pet theory is that they were trying initially to edit it down to last exactly one year, and then realized how much extra work that was going to be, and then decided to just give up on it. Which, if you think about it in the long tail, probably worked in their favor, because as we got to Dragon Ball Super... They clearly didn't know what they wanted to do with that anyway. So maybe the extra time helped them. I don't know. So, Question yes. mark? <laughs> Different theme song. So, yeah, we have um, Fight It Out and then oh, Never Give Up. Never Give Up for the opening and the ending. Yeah. Um, and that's actually where the I Catch jingles come from is from these songs, right? Correct. That's why they sounded so different. Because when it first came out, uh, the original Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z and everything, all of the iCatch jingles are based on your opening theme, like Cha La. Right, right. And uh, this came out, and everyone, not everyone, a lot of people noticed right away, just kind of like, where did they pull this from? Well, maybe they just used the music, you know, because they had a little higher budget since they literally did not have to animate anything. Mm-hmm. Let's not even talk about how many freaking eye catches there were in Dragon Ball Kai. <laughs> I know. I remember you trying to keep up on that eye catch collection page. People were wondering where those jingles came from and it wasn't until it leaked that you know, somebody had recorded the opening out of like Taiwan or somewhere and posted online and we first heard Fight It Out. We're like, oh, that's where it's from. So it it's almost like they had done it so far and we're just like, oh, let's not eat. We don't need to replace these jingles. We'll just get new Japanese bands to come in mm-hmm. and we'll, you know, the original bands from the first part of Kai up through the cell arc and just have them do the uh, opening and ending themes for Kai. And then we found out how many ending themes you can actually use. And it became very a la... <laughs> You know, GT all over again. Right. We ended up with, I think, five of the closing themes. Started with Good Morning America and just made our way onward. Yeah. So final chapters, this is going to... I'm I'm really interested to see if Funimation is going to use Fight It Out as the opening or if they feel like their <laughs> their piracy-based audience is going to already know Kuzen Zetsugo as the opening and all the various endings. Uh, see what they end up licensing and are able to use. Uh, and they're probably, as we can almost guarantee, they're going to get the longer episode count, the one branded as the final chapters. Uh, Musical score by Norihito Sumitomo of Mm -hmm. Battle of Gods, Resurrection F, and now Dragon Ball Super. Something that we 
really have to note is that the remastering of the boo are completely different. Like you said, uh, Q-Tech oh was God. no longer involved. Toei brought it in-house to be as cheap as possible. The international broadcast, uh, the boo arc here, uh, green tint throughout the entire thing. Be very curious to see if Funimation's allowed to do anything about that. I think this is one of the only cases where we're kind of clamoring for them to mess with the video that they receive from Japan. Yeah, it will definitely be interesting to see if they do anything at all, because then you're really getting not only more episodes, but you might actually be getting a better visual product. Yeah. just sounds really weird. It's super weird. Hey, it came out of Japan, but we're going to make it better. And you're like, well, we've heard that before. But (laughs) in this instance, it probably would be because we know how garbage it was originally. And then on top of that, you have there's no full screen four by three version of these episodes from the start anywhere so that that'll definitely be interesting because we know how funimation handled it before and they're like here's your full screen it'll be kind of interesting to see well now here's the rest of the show but it's only available widescreen kai was such a mess and we really thought we were past it uh, everyone kept hoping that, oh, when's Bukai going to come out? And over here, we're like, please don't, because we don't want to get back into this mess. The production was just such a disaster. Is it is it weird to think on the website we could simultaneously be covering Kai and Super? Again, I know. I don't want to. That's so weird. So their dub of Bukai is going to be starting up in January on Tsunami. Uh, no word on home releases, which is really the thing that we're interested in. Uh, no idea if they're going to do a TV broadcast first. And then like seasons later on or parts, something like that. I'm sure that information is coming. But then at the same time, uh, we got the announcement of Funimation's Dragon Ball Super dub cast. And that's also coming to Toonami here in America. But these were a funny few days because it started back on November 25th when the Toonami Asia Twitter account finally came back and said, Dragon Ball Super News, Toonami Asia fans, we will have an update early next week, including confirmed date. Can you hold on a little longer? So this story dates back months and months and months. So this product was supposed to start airing over the summer, late summer sometime. This was going to be a completely separate, different English dubbed production of Dragon Ball Super for the Toonami Asia audience. It seemed like nothing was happening. Uh, they were like, oh, just hold tight, hold tight. We'll get to it. We, you know, we promise we'll have info for you. So we got this tweet on the 25th. And then a couple days later, we got, hey, not only is it coming, it's coming soon. Here are some dub clips from our version that's going to be airing here in Asia. And then three days later is when Funimation announced their Dragon Ball Super dub cast and their preview clips. And so we don't talk a whole lot about English dubs here on the show, but this is definitely one of the cases where it is so hysterical to see this back and forth and the confusion among fandom. And I think the confusion among the production companies and very much not confusion in a couple of key places. So let's start with Toonami Asia. They put out a clip from the first episode. It's got Mr. Satan. It's got Boo. It is so much inspired by Funimation's dubbed cast production that you almost wonder what the point even is. Oh, there is no point. I think that's the point. I I don't know what they were thinking, but uh, hysterical nonetheless, and I am enjoying this. So probably far too much than I, I should be. There's some money to be made somewhere. I don't know what that money trail looks like, but someone thought it was worthwhile. Is it? Is it almost just even, we're going to make this 
like Funimation would, we can distribute it for much cheaper. Yeah, I mean... You know, almost sort of thing to, you know, more international countries that want an English dub, but don't want to pay Funimation. They don't want to go through Funimation. Rights. Yeah, yeah. I mean, again, it makes sense to someone somewhere, and I can see someone having the pull to make it happen, being like, well, you know, let's just make it fit in with the previous productions that have aired, so maybe we can kind of fake it, kind of like an Ocean to Texas voice cast situation where we'll try to imitate them, just again, fake it as best we can. Who knows? It makes sense to someone somewhere, and this is what we're getting. Uh, it appears to be done by Bang Zoom, which means this is also being recorded in America to air over in Asia. But again, three days later is when Funimation came out with their dub cast announcement, and I don't think that's a coincidence. A short three days later, and I bet you there were some lawyers on the phone somewhere trying to make this happen even sooner than three days. And wouldn't you know it, but one of the first clips that comes out out from Funimation is almost this exact same scene from episode one with Mr. Satan and Boo. Now, I would just like to read for you one tweet here later that same day on November 30th. At the request of our partners, our English dub clip with Boo and Mr. Satan is no longer viewable. Another clip is still live via Voice of Vegeta, which is Chris Sabat's Twitter account. Again, I don't think it's a coincidence that Funimation had ready to go within the span of three days. Essentially, that exact same clip and i don't think it's a coincidence that someone had their feathers ruffled and got them to take that clip down though they put up some other clips later keith what's your take on this situation oh whose is bigger than whose yeah it's oh gosh it was it was fun to just watch it unfold but it is definitely just hey guys remember we're still over here and we do this thing called dragon ball and we pretty much have cornered the market. Yeah, yeah. So if you could not do that, that'd be great. And they were just like, nah, we're doing it. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, more power to them. Uh, it definitely got a lot of people's attention. And when you can throw something out there that everybody can see, I mean, it's the Internet. Things still exist even after you take them down. So, of course. Yep. 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 And, and they knew that. And I think they were counting on that. And by they, I mean, probably folks like Chris Sabat, who, let's be clear, didn't upload it to YouTube, but put it on a personal sharing account um, mm -hmm. with the Group 1200 branding on, I don't remember offhand if it was like Dropbox or something. Like It was out there specifically to facilitate fans downloading it and holding on to it and being able to use it in comparisons. Like This was so coordinated and transparent that like I loved it. I just loved sitting back and watching it unfold over those few minutes that it took for all these tweets to fly back and forth and things to come down. Oh, don't you just miss middle school? I know it does feel like that a little bit, a little bit. I mean, our opinions on English dubs of Dragon Ball haven't really changed over the last few years, so we're not really no. going to get into that. But I, I think the newsworthiness here definitely was uh, not just, oh, it's coming to Toonami. No, that's important for the audience. It's important to, oh, it's not just coming to Toonami Asia. I think the newsworthiness here really was the competing scenes and trying to one-up each other and uh, really trying to get ahead of their own fandoms and it's just funny because it is it's just toonami versus toonami asia yeah i know the, uh, i know you know funimation <laughs> right it's like what is even going on yeah you guys should be on the same team like this is just weird 
it's different from how it was around 2001, 2002, when the alternate oh, sure. English dub uh, started up that was done. Uh, they went back to the Ocean Studios cast in Vancouver for primarily the UK market. It was different because we didn't have social media platforms like we know them now. Uh, we didn't have YouTube. We didn't have those kinds of things, uh, you know, mass download sites for these things to be hosted on. You really relied on people you know, doing their own TV captures and then recapturing that stuff years Years later off of old VHS. I mean, this is pure digital from the source itself to compare. And it, it was just a funny day or so watching that all go down. Just kind of wanted to outline it here and talk about it a little bit. My hat is off to Chris Sabat. Good move, sir. Good move. Well, in terms of other news, uh, I guess the, the latest thing we can talk about right now, Heath, we have <laughs> again, more work for Mike here. <laughs> Expansion of the spinoff manga section here. Uh, we have another new official spinoff manga for Dragon Ball. Gosh, it's about time. I mean, it's not like I we don't have reading material and you need to buy another bookshelf. Well, so thankfully, this one is digital for the time being yes, for now this is on the jump plus service uh, and it's for free you can just go read it of course it's in japanese right now but another fan manga artist has been brought into the fold you can look him up right now as dragon garo lee seen him on twitter he gets retweeted all, all the time over. and for yeah. good reason i think his main claim to fame over the last year has been the one punch man and dragon ball crossover stuff those got immensely popular and they're hilarious they are hysterical uh, especially with one punch man coming over to america over the last year uh what i think is particularly newsworthy about this not that there's another one because we have tons of them not even that it's on jump plus Heath, i think the big story here is he got to keep his name now we yes. pretty much know that naho oishi was a fan manga artist before coming in to do the jump super anime tour special manga episode of bardock and dragon ball sd uh, we know she ran in doujinshi circles. Um, we 99.9 .9 repeating percent know that Toyotaro is Toyable from the Dragon Ball AF fan manga series he had been doing. They got name changes when they came to work officially with Shueisha. What do you think is different about this case? Is that it's digital? Is that it's something else? I, I don't really know. The Twitter popularity, maybe? Well, I'm, I'm sure they're using it to draw on his popularity. I don't know if there's some legal thing there or if he was just... Uh, because it's all online, maybe? Like, well, the only way I'm going to do it is if you let me keep my name. Like, Yeah, yeah, because they'd be like, well, all right, thank you, sir. Never mind. Yeah. Next. <laughs> so I think a lot of it is popular. Popularity. I think um, so, yeah. I think part of it, they may just realize, man, we have a lot of spinoffs. And in order to get a lot of people maybe to read this, we're going to have to use this popularity this yeah, time. Yeah. You know, when they did Oishi, this had never been done before. Right, right. So it was kind of, let's give her a really nice pen name that's not offensive. It sounds legit. And it doesn't look like... You know, we just went out and grabbed somebody off the street. Mm -hmm. That worked. I think in this case, now there are so many that are running that it's just, we got to do something to bring 
eyeballs to the pages. I agree. Well, digital pages. There's five in Psycho Jump every two months. And then there's what Toyotaro is doing separately as well. I mean, there's just so much. A lot of those are just completely inconsequential. Like no one really cared about Charisma Mission. Fusion's one is my favorite. Fusion's one is actually really, really good. And I hope that gets a physical release at some point. Yeah, this this has been really funny to watch go down because it just is that kept his name. And like you said, I think they're really banking on the social media popularity that's it's almost certainly what they're doing which i think is a very smart very smart i I agree entirely so this series is up right now you can go check it out the first chapter here we actually don't know a whole lot about how this is going to proceed going forward this reminds me so much of when oishi gets a chance to do whatever she wants like the jump victory carnival comics where it's not just a retelling so the story here is that well a kid dies and now he's chasing after a girl (laughs) and now he's in dragon ball and because he knows dragon ball he can change the course of events and And now he's Yamcha and changing things. And it's pretty spectacular. And I love that uh, the way it's written, it is very Dragon Ball-esque. It really is, yeah, yeah. Where it's just like the gags totally work. You know, like Goku stands up and everybody falls down. And Yamcha's just like, wait, what? Oh, I'm supposed to fall down. And then he does it (laughs) delayed. It's like, it's priceless. You definitely have these fans these days who know Toriyama's writing style, know his art style. And it's starting to get a little creepy where we've got some Toriyama doppelgangers running around. I'm not entirely sure how I feel about it. I'd feel worse if they... If I don't know how to describe it, like no one can touch Toriyama, his specific writing style and drawing style. We're always laughing at these pieces of promo artwork where Goku's arms are like contorted in all these strange directions. Like Toriyama would never draw like that because he understands how the human or cyan body works. And well, even yeah, Toyotaro even said, uh, you know, just he doesn't like some of the new Dragon Ball Super stuff mm-hmm. uh, as far as drawing new characters because he doesn't have any reference models. Right. Which just, you know, it, it's something that we've noted for a long time, especially with when he, you know, the pseudonym Toy Bowl mm-hmm. uh, for AF. There are so many shots that he uses throughout his manga. They're literally taken from a panel of the original Dragon Ball manga. He just kind of slightly changes a few things and there was that super chapter a couple chapters ago where we had like four direct panel homages and and some of them are really nice and it is in my opinion in that case like more of an homage and not just well i don't know how to draw this so i'm gonna copy yeah i I think it was clear there but i can definitely see the this is getting to be a bit too much but yeah so we've got another spinoff manga um looking forward to seeing where this goes man there's not a whole lot of other big news stories the digest edition is kicking off the boo arc right now that's you know, just cranking along uh if they've you, got three more volumes i think three more done yep. then we're done ends in january these are the so. kinds of things that, again if you don't pre-order them you're pretty much shit out of luck so uh when i posted about this the other day both amazon japan and cd japan seem like they got a couple more in stock or allocated to them for uh this next volume uh 16 that just came out so definitely check in there and see if you can pre-order some things uh version 2.2.0 came out for dragon ball fusions in japan we were talking about fusions earlier but i do want to note this this is the next big update this is actually kicking off a series of weekly events where uh at least for this first one you're trying to see how much damage you can do to goku black with your team and the top i forget it was 
what the zero is. If it's 60,000 or 600,000 players, probably like 60,000, uh, the top 60,000 are going to get an extra bonus on top of whatever. I think the extra bonus is a special attack, which is the light sword. And I think everyone who participates just gets the Super Saiyan version of Future Trunks from super but over the next couple of weeks it's going to be different characters and different um techniques and that kind of stuff for these events so i'm looking forward to doing this i'm taking the screenshots along the way so you can check them out uh we know we'll keep posting about them there already talked about it's coming out february 17th in europe so i think that kind of wraps up all the fusions news uh i do want to jump back over to toyotaro's manga for dragon ball super heath we did just get dragon ball super manga volume 2 out in japan came out over the last couple of weeks uh collect edition covers chapters 10 through 15 doesn't sound like a lot but this is around the point that it started jumping up to 39 31 39 pages i forget insane how long some of the chapters are because when they first started doing the manga version we were all asking how the hell are they going to keep up yeah yeah. they were only running at like 15 pages and well now we know how they're going to do that well it seems like he gets roped into these things like oh yeah victory mission it's only going to be two pages next month yeah it's only two pages next month oh four pages don't worry about it and then by the end it's like its own continuous ongoing series that was yeah (laughs) worthy of a collected edition even though it never got one but they did post them all online for free they did they did except for that last chapter you have to get the fifth anniversary book for that yeah the first couple chapters they're all 15 pages and then the most recent chapter yeah 39 pages is where we're at for the so 10 through 15 again it's actually quite a bit fills up uh the book there we got a very brief uh not really q a not really interview in the back uh, a couple of good key points here where toyotaro talks about his uh production pipeline as it relates to toei as it relates to working with toriyama uh and i tried to make as nice a little scan as i could of this little section here it's so tiny in the book so you know, like big dpi and try to clean it up as best i can but we get to see toyotaro's draft versus Toriyama's draft versus final version in the manga and I think that's so important to see and to show to people. Um, Definitely check that out. We do have the entire interview, not quite interview, again translated there. Jake took that on so you can check it out. Uh, That's still listed on the homepage or you can head over to the translation section or if you're on the Dragon Ball Super Manga Guide page, it's listed there. Trying to cross-link as many things as we can. Uh, Heath, let's wrap up the news with um, more Dragon Ball Super stuff we have a seventh closing theme coming to the series i hope it's better than the last one uh did you not like it like it grew on me a little bit i don't don't love it but but, uh, yeah i'm not totally in love with it and i it's a personal thing i think when i really like an ending theme and then they take it away from me and replace it with something that's not quite up to par with the previous then i tend to like it even less because like you took away the one that I liked, so I hold it against them. I get you. This is the first time that they've actually the song has come out. I know you on just the get album it. <laughs> before it's actually aired on the show. Yeah, yeah. So that's really intriguing because even when I put that news post together, I went to Amazon to look at something. And I'm like, whoa, they have previews for all the album tracks. Okay, let's give it a listen. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't go very far. Right, right. And they play the whole thirty second intro to the song which is just guitar within the day of you posting it is when the album was due to come out so yeah you could yeah. just order it <laughs> mine should be here this week who knew and and most of the other songs uh previously were just coming out as singles not as part of an actual right, album right. which this was for their 30th anniversary as a band 
So Oh, we haven't mentioned it. So it's The Collectors. They have been around for quite some time. The song they is... Have. They're an excellent band if you've never listened the, to them. Sounds awesome. Uh, an Evil Angel and Righteous Devil. Uh, I wouldn't necessarily read too much into the, into the song title because, again, fried rice music. What did I have to do with the previous story arc here? Yeah, but like you were saying, there, uh, there haven't been many songs that come out that aren't just a CD single and then later collected on an album. I think it was one of the Kai themes where it, the album that it was on wasn't quite... Any, it was too long to be an EP but not long enough to be an album I forget which one that was maybe it was like Galaxy that that one was on that seemed kind of yeah, longer uh, but this one yeah very different it's just on the album and the album is out and you can just go buy it so we have links for you to purchase this if you're interested in that uh, again mine's coming in this week so I'm looking forward to checking out the song in full and then prepping myself for it being in super next month did you get the limited edition i don't remember i think i just got the normal edition this time you don't need the dvd no and i started scaling back on these things for a while i was buying like all three versions of every cd single like what am i doing (laughs) this has to stop i would only do that if it's like one was specific like dragon ball cover art yeah get that one and then the regular album the one i did have to do that on was it Memorial Clover Z where one of them had different artwork and the other had a different Dragon Ball cover song so kind of got stuck doing that but well I kind of want to leave it there again all of these bits of news kind of led into larger discussions and I wanted to give them a little bit more breathing room than we sometimes do here on the podcast Uh, none of them are super huge but I feel like it was worth taking the time and even if it doesn't really get us anywhere in the end I still wanted to do it. And Does that make sense? It's back to back weeks with episodes. Yeah. So there you go. That's We're tough back. these days. That is really <laughs> tough. <laughs> it is. We make it work. That's right. I mean, there's always something going on on the website. There's always a new translation or a news post or archive page, something going on. Uh, someone's working on something, guaranteed. You know, no matter what time of day it is, something about the site is on the mind of one of the four of us, and we're probably aching to go do it. Yeah, pretty much. Doesn't mean we can, but we're thinking about it. I, I strategically plan all the time just never happens yeah it doesn't work out i know all right well let's bring this to a close i gotta go crash and get up and go edit this i guess yeah i gotta go take the trash out and get ready for that i know yep recycling needs to go out yes we might get some snow tonight we had a little bit of a flurry today i'm curious to see what the morning will bring us yeah we had our first one last week nice so that was good what do you think? It's going to be a heavy winter? Uh, from everything I've heard, yes. <laughs> this is the weather chat section of Consensu, the podcast. I think we're going to have <laughs> it's a, very important. a bad winter. Then we get snowed in and I can actually do stuff. Right, and then we can do more podcast. We can like pre-record stuff to do. There you go. Uh, I At the beginning of the episode, I did say, you know, we got some cool episodes coming up in the future. Uh, we're desperately trying to organize our future trunks arc recording. Uh, it will be myself, Mary, Chris, and Scott doing that. Uh, we'll see if we can rope anyone else I don't know. Four is a lot. Five could be cool. We'll see if I that works out. I may be available out. to just listen. Yeah, you just want to listen in? That's fine. Guys, then we just bullshit for two hours after we finish recording. I know. <laughs> Those are always the it best times. Awesome. So we got that coming at you in the coming weeks. Uh, we have a Xenoverse 2 final review that we should probably do before the first DLC pack comes out. Kieran and myself will do that whenever I can schedule some time with him to do that. Uh, the end of the year always brings... 
our predictions check-in episode, which I still love 11 years into doing this show. I still love doing that. At the end of every year, we make predictions for the next year, next calendar year with Dragon Ball. And we also check in on what we did the previous year to see how incredibly wrong we were. Sometimes we're great. Sometimes we're terrible. So I love doing that. So you can look forward to that episode coming soon. Uh, That's usually the last episode of the year, the first episode of the next year. And January 1st would be a perfect time to do it this year because there's no super episode. That's right. So we can actually work on a podcast instead of that. Since the first falls on a Sunday. Nice. They're showing a giant parade, I believe. That sounds fine. So I will tune into that. Uh, There's been a couple other topics I've been trying to get to. One of them involves a little more reason. Every time I go, like, I'm ready to do this. I find something else that I want to throw in the mix as part of the discussion. So uh, I've I've talked about it in the past. So maybe if you go back a couple episodes, you're like, hey, you never actually did that. That that should be coming soon. Yes, that, that should be coming soon. I think that's what's on tap for podcasts. Keith, I am exhausted. I'm going to bed. Plug the site. Plug any stuff we got going on. It's your show now. I give up. Good night, everyone. This has been Consentu, the podcast. We really appreciate you guys joining us tonight. It's been a blast. We're tired. Can't talk. Things are happening. Things are not happening. Everything is happening. Good night. Goodbye. Please help us. 